that in itself, putting my hands on someone's rib cage, if they give me permission to put their hands on the rib cage, is the most telling bit of information I get. Mm-hmm. Like hands down, I learn the most about someone by feeling putting my hands on the ribs and even just the position of the ribs statically like mm-hmm. last night my client the right chest was so sunken in like she had no apical speech on the yeah. right side and I was like dang and then you go over to the left side you're like okay yeah. <laughs> that's up yeah. and so you can get like a sense of that I've always loved the rib mobs because they're very powerful but lately I'm like really loving the rib mobs i so think I every mom like needs it how i do things is i like first appointment i try not to overwhelm them but i usually do <laughs> teach me your ways <laughs> okay and so i i may or may not do rib manual or may or may not do internal first appointment is just like gather all the information hopefully they don't freak out <laughs> yeah then second visit the first thing i almost always do is rib cage manual Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, you're looking a little bit like nervous about all the things I said last time. You may or may not have felt everything that I asked you to feel last time. Okay, let's just slow it down now. Mm-hmm. Work the ribs. And then everything should start to make sense. Yeah, don't worry if you're confused right now. Let's just like get your mind and your body into a space where you can learn something new, right? To me, that's huge. It's like you can't learn anything new when you're in a fight or flight response. And what we're, we're not just asking you to do an, a basic exercise. We're asking you to do an exercise that's going to change the way your brain c- controls your body. You have to, you, essentially your body's learning a completely new movement pattern. And so, yeah, if you're not there, if you're not in a state to do that, it's not going to be as effective as possible. And I really do think that that's maybe a limiting factor in people doing well with PRI. Mm-hmm. Like at the front end of this, when I was going through tr- PRI treatment, I didn't understand that the ribs like have that rotation and you can close one side and open the other like you do with walking until Jen did manual on me. And I felt that like, okay, I don't have to open that left side. I can breathe into that mm-hmm. right side. And, and sensing that and unlocking that is so powerful. Hi, and welcome to the Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast. I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways. And our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. Okay, so last week we are not last week now. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it launched last week. So. Um, we had Amanda Olson, uh, the chief medical or chief clinical clinical officer. officer and president of Intimate Rose on the podcast, and that was. So fun. She's so sweet. She's so lovely. We are so lucky to have samples of all of those products to show our patients and to sh- and to show them that we don't have to be intimidated when it comes to sometimes needing tools to help us in our healing journey. Our, I had a question on one of the reels I did was like, can this replace pelvic floor PT? Absolutely not. This cannot replace <laughs> pelvic floor PT, but it gives you those tools in your own hands where maybe you don't feel comfortable using your own hand 
in your vagina or inside your body. And so the tool is really helpful. Um, another great time is in pregnancy when it's hard to reach if you're trying to do some of those perennial massage techniques. So no, neither dilators or pelvic wands or vaginal weights sh should be used in isolation. I think they're sort of a part of a bigger bigger puzzle for sure yeah but great tools and sometimes I feel like people might be more comfortable using a tool to explore the pelvic floor than their hands mm -hmm. yeah for sure like if there's any like stigma that they're fighting mm -hmm. you know as far as that kind of thing yeah. it's easier to have like an interim yeah thing. and I think that getting comfortable with touching yourself right will yeah, the, the tool definitely helps with that. And I think we will come, that will come up and that kind of segues us into talking about the next guest we're going to have on the podcast. Yes. Is that going to be two episodes or one episode? I think we're going to have to do two. Yeah. So, so yeah. the president of Good Clean Love is going to be on the podcast. We already recorded it last time. I got now two weeks ago now. Yeah. <laughs> and she was so unbelievably generous with her time and her information. We are, Wendy Strugar, we are so, so, so thankful that she sat down with us for as long as she did. Like, and patient for, so our, <laughs> for our little, like, oopsie, we can't record this. What's yeah. Going on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so of course, we like are so <laughs> amped up. We're so excited. We're like, can you believe this? Like this person is legit. Like they said yes to be on our podcast and we get her on video. It's oh, okay. It's all working. Our sound's working. And then we go to hit record and it's like, nah, not recording. <laughs> and so we had to like log out, log back in. And then luckily by like some miracle, she got a phone call. So we were like, okay, she's on the phone. We got to figure this out. But she was so sweet. And she's like, She's like, guys, I have a podcast literally every time something goes wrong. It's totally fun. And so that that really kind of put us at ease before that that got going. Yeah, a good um, icebreaker. They are a really, really cool company. And I'm excited for you guys to hear about it in her own, in her own words. So the two episodes that are going to come out of that are going to be one about the biome, like, right, the vaginal biome, pH, and the back normal bacteria that are in the, the vulva and the vagina. And then the second one is going to be more about sort of intimacy and sex and rekindling that postpartum. So there's going to be two awesome, awesome episodes out of that. After we interviewed her, a lot of what she said, like tips, I have heard directly from my husband's mouth. And I was like, damn it, why do you have to be right? And he just looks at me with like a blank face. He's like, I've told you that. I've told you that. I've told you that. I'm like, I know. But you can never just, I mean, Addie, how many times have you told him things about his body and recovery yeah, and pain true. and he did not listen to you, but he heard it from another therapist that we work with, we used to work with or whatever. And then it like made sense. So yeah. I think that's a totally normal relationship thing. Totally is. To never, Bobby does the same thing. I didn't tell you this yet mm. since we're on this topic. Mm -hmm. And I think Ash gave me permission to talk about it. <laughs> So, okay, I you know that since last March, Ash has had, out of the blue, mm -hmm. with Climax, he would get really dizzy and lightheaded, almost to the point of passing out. Like, I was sure that was how he was going to go. <laughs> with, with, like, just after sex, like, he was just going to be gone. And it was so weird. The better the sex was, the worse his symptoms were. 
very strange. Anyway, so this has happened for a year, like every single time. There's some degree of dizziness and lightheadedness. And he got all the workup. He got the urinalysis, the echocardiogram, the EKG, like all the things, mm -hmm. everything checked out. The doctor, who was actually a friend of ours in Leavenworth, was like, I think it's a vagal nerve issue. Your nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic aren't jiving because climax is like kind of an activity of both. Mm -hmm. And it has to like all synchronize. So we don't really know what to do about it. Anyway, he started seeing cranial sacral therapist in August before his tongue tie release. And he's been just stuck. It'll help. And then the next morning, he's like back to square one with his like chronic neck and back pain and just feeling tight and limited. And so I've done everything I can. Orthotics, tongue tie release, manual, like all of the things. He's not sticking. So anyway. The cranial sacral therapist. Oh, with the intense one that came down? Yeah. So okay. there's a more experienced one. And the one we see is amazing. Mm -hmm. We see two. They're both great. But she brought in her mentor, who's a level up in like cranial nerves. And I don't understand most of cranial sacral therapy, but they had a two-hour session this week. And they knew his symptoms of being dizzy and almost passing out after orgasm. So... <laughs> it's so funny so they did their thing ash felt awesome coming home he's like i've not felt like this after a treatment my neck is really good he woke up the next day with more energy we had shower sex that morning no symptoms none his eyes usually glaze over a little bit and i'm like oh are you okay and then i'm like <laughs> like get down <laughs> before you fall anyway it was so awesome he's like holy cow Nice. This is weird. So then I'm texting our therapist, our cranial sacral therapist. I'm like, hey, good morning. <laughs> Just to update you. And I'm like telling her. It was so funny. She like responded with like, that's awesome with the celebratory like mm -hmm. face with the yeah. confetti. Yeah. <laughs> things. So anyway, we're on to something. Nice. It's so, definitely his cranial nerve. So what nerve. did they... Yeah, they just worked on his cranial nerves. He said they did a lot of more intense stuff than cranial sacral, like hard pressure in his back. And she said his left ribs weren't moving. And they talk about like parasites, which is where I stop understanding. Being in all these foreign countries, like mm. with deployments and stuff, they link that to some like parasite that can irritate your nerves. Anyway, I don't know enough to explain it, but all I know is that it's better. We're going to keep testing it out. But <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. That's good. I know. I mean, I think it speaks to like when all the like traditional medical procedures aren't working, even how we approach things maybe differently with PRI or craniosacral, but that, yeah, it's okay to keep digging deeper. It doesn't mean that it's in your head, you know? Mm -hmm. There might be parasites in your head. Yeah. <laughs> like, there might be. And not to be what, you know, I, I don't know. It's okay to keep searching for providers that connect with, with you. Even for ourselves as providers, like sometimes there's a limit at, uh, as to what we can can help with. I think physical therapists sometimes have almost like this toxic optimism, you know, like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, we can fix that. Oh yeah, we can fix that. We can fix that. For sure. Yeah. Largely we are very optimistic, very helpful people. And when we want to make everyone feel better, but I think it's okay to admit when we like have limitations and what we can do and, and then be able to refer into in the right directions, even if that direction is weird. 
Yeah. You and know. I think as providers, the biggest thing we can do is admit when our knowledge stops because we all have limitations. All of us can only do so much. And I had a client last week and she worked with like a really well-known PRI person and he worked with her for a while. And then he said, I can't help you anymore. And I like respected that so much. That is awesome because otherwise you start giving answers like, oh, well, you know, you just have to live with it. Oh, there's no cure for it. And that's not helpful either to like squish right. any hope that people have to feel better. Yeah. No, I, I think sometimes we're quick to say like, oh, that person wasn't working hard enough or, mm-hmm. oh, that person wasn't doing their stuff. And it's like, well, maybe they weren't doing their stuff because it was too much or maybe they're overwhelmed or maybe they need mental health support. Maybe they need support at home. Maybe they need more support than just physical mm-hmm. and just PT stuff like that can't be the magic fix all right and that goes back to needing a team sometimes not all the time sometimes you go to one provider whatever it is and you're good and that was all you needed Mm -hmm. and other times you need three people on your team or four or I was thinking this week I would rather see somebody for like six visits in like a six month frame than like a six week frame yeah for sure because I want to give them tools that they can work with and then they can come back to me over time Mm -hmm. yeah and they can keep checking in almost like a wellness dynamic instead of like we're gonna fix this now you're done right because, because it's not that's that not, simple our bodies yeah. don't work like that they're yeah. always like changing yeah i think so. like it's frustrating because we want to discharge someone but i struggle with that i struggle with the discharge because it's yeah. like it's okay if you have a, a little a relapse a little relapse yeah. it's okay like that doesn't mean that you that what we did wasn't helpful it just means that we you know maybe we need a different strategy maybe we need a different tool maybe we need to look at this from a different perspective and I'm like, that's totally, that's totally fine. And I think too, that a uh, really huge pro of cash-based PT, like you get that freedom to work. You don't have these rules on you. Like you only get this much time. Right. You only get this, these many visits. That's a huge plus. So anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm not good at like creating this, the treatment plan. That's like, I need to see you this many times a week. I'm like, oh, work on this. Call me two weeks. Right on your tail. <laughs> you like your tail you big goofy goof you need to leave all right so check out those episodes if you have not already and be on the lookout for wendy's coming up yeah for um intimate roast products we are waiting on our podcast code but as soon as we get that we will update the show notes to include that because y'all are gonna get want to get either a vibrating wand or the hot cold wand one tip for the vibrating wand intense it was more intense than i was anticipating for sure start it before you insert it yeah because mine was inserted (laughs) and then it started and i'm like holy moly or you could start with it on the outside like yeah Ash scared me with it. (laughs) My pelvic floor clenched pretty hard. (laughs) But it was awesome. 10 settings. You can't go wrong with that, right? Sweet. Good stuff. So share, comment, subscribe. Let all your mom friends know that there's help for their pelvic floor issues. Mm -hmm. They do not have to live with peeing themselves just to be a mom. Exactly. Know your bush. Love your bush. (laughs) Share the bushy love. communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page, Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast, as well as our email account, which is don't beat around the bush podcast at gmail.com. 
You can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. So please subscribe, comment, and share all the bushy love. It's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by Addie and myself. (laughs) And our music is provided by Blockhead.